It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to Talking City from the Manchester Evening News. I'm James Robson, Manchester City editor. With me is Stuart Brennan, our chief city writer. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, still asleep after the, uh, for the new year. And Richard Fay, our football writer. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hello to you too. <laughs> um, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, yeah. Good Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent. A lot of travelling involved. Uh, even though Jose Mourinho seems to think he had it bad, but it didn't feel that way when I was going to Newcastle and end out of Palace uh, in the space of a few days. But yeah. doesn't know he's born, does he? He doesn't. And, yeah. and even if he has to travel back to to London to be at the family home, I'm sure he does it a lot more comfortably. Than I you. suspect he's not. He's not in his Mazda going up the M6 now, that'd be sure. But it's been a, it's been an incredibly positive Christmas for City. There's no getting away from that. If, if. If there was any slight doubt before December that maybe they wouldn't win this title, that's gone now, hasn't it? I, I wouldn't say it has. I mean, I, really? Yeah. Re- I mean, if I had to put my house on it, obviously I'd put it on the City winning <laughs> it. But uh, you can you can never tell in football. I mean, funny thing. I remember you saying this about two seasons ago about City. They had that was after two weeks. About, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. But I, again, you know, all it takes... You, at Palace, at the end of that game, it felt a little bit gloomy. I know they... Normally, a draw at Palace over the Christmas period, when you've got a million games to play, would be quite a positive result. Uh, but coming away from that, they nearly lost it at the end. They had De Bruyne stretched off. We had uh, Gabriel Jesus stretched off. David Silva wasn't there. You start wondering a little bit about, uh, you know, are things going badly wrong? You know, is is this the blip that everyone's been waiting for? Just just the wrong time with with so many games coming up. Um, and you think you know like, this is going to be a real test for City, um, but the fact that they've come through the Christmas period pretty much unscathed, you know, winning winning all the games apart from that one, um, is, is a really positive sign. And I, I just thought that you know, although everybody sort of edged forward a little bit on the seats when they see City drawing at Palace and not playing particularly well, losing a couple of key players injured, and being without David Silva. And then you turn up for the Watford game on January the 2nd, you see De Bruyne getting off the bus, you see John Stones and Fabian Delft getting off the bus, um, and, and now it, hopefully it sounds like David Silva's uh, awful situation over in Spain is resolving itself. You know, he was back to playing that game as well. Yeah, all of a sudden things do start looking an awful lot more positive for City, but until it's done, I, I really, I've, I've been in football for so, so long, I've seen. I've seen leads thrown away. And this Not a 15-point lead, though? Uh, well, we've seen a 12-point yeah. lead, which is only three more, yeah. uh, three less. Um, so, you know, you just think about it. City have still got to play all the top teams again. They're more than capable of losing to them. Uh, that that wipes it out, you know. You, you, you throw in a couple more defeats and draws along the way, which is... is and I, I'm a great believer that in football, you, you don't go through a season without having a bad spell, even when Arsenal... With the invinci- you know that invincible season, 
Um, they still had the bad spells. They, they came through the bad spells without getting beaten, obviously. But wasn't um, City's bad spell though? Those three games in November where they needed to score late on. Well, when it won late on, that was about as bad as it. Looking at it optimistically, yeah, but I, I think they, they, they're going to have a bad spell where they will lose games and they will draw games. I think there's been there have been little signs of it lately that they, they're not playing at the same intensity. Mm. Um, I just think that playing at that intensity throughout the, the whole season isn't possible. I don't think it's physically possible. Um, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne just keeps playing and playing. He's a machine, but you kind of think at some point it's got to catch up with him. That's the fascinating thing for me because, and that was what I thought would be the big issue for Guardiola, is that in previous seasons we've seen teams try to play this, if you like, this high intensity pressing game, and it's never quite got them over the line, has it? Liverpool tried it a few years ago when City last won the title and they ran out of steam. Tottenham have tried it and they've never quite had enough. And I just, that was for me the big question, but to be 15 points clear at the start of January, even if, even if the steam runs out a little bit, you don't see it running out that much no no I mean it, it all depends on the fringe players coming in and doing a job then the likes of Gundo and uh, Yaya Torre and they're decent fringe players aren't they and Bernardo they are they are but the, the level still drops whenever they come into the mm-hmm. team I mean that's no reflection on them because the, I mean Gundogan's a German international and he was holding down a place in, in, in a top class German team uh, Bernardo Silva seen as the future of Portugal. You know, once once Cristiano Ronaldo's gone, he's the man that they're looking to to, to carry Portugal forward. He's a top class international player. But having said that, they come into the team replacing De Bruyne and Silva, and City are not as good. Mm. Now that's partly because De Bruyne and Silva have been doing it for so long, and they're doing it week in week out. Uh, and Gundogan and Silva haven't been; they've not had the same same opportunity to do that. And you do feel if they got a run in the team, they, they could they could reach that same level, but that hasn't been happening for them. So whenever City do play with with especially with the both of them in the same team, um, and obviously Bernardo plays in a different role as well. He plays out wide. I mean, he has been earmarked as the the long term successor for Silva, but he isn't that at the moment. Um, and you, you do sort of wonder a little bit whether whether they will ever get there. You know, as long as the Brown and Silver there, maybe they're with the players who who long term will, uh, will will take over from Silver. Certainly, you know, the Brown's obviously going to be there for years to come. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a great squad, but it's 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 only a top class squad when the Brown and Silver are actually in the team for me. Rich. Guardiola's mentioned a few times in recent weeks about uh, it's it's too hectic a schedule. Mm. Injuries are going to start taking place. He's he, they already are starting muscular injuries. He's concerned about whether they can do the quadruple. Mm, yeah, what I do th- you think? I think quadruples it's pie in the sky at the moment. I think they've not won anything yet, City. I know, like as Jesus, City fans are eternal pessimists. Mm. Really, you can't take anything for granted at all. I feel the fix. Schedule it's obviously going to be different to Guardiola. He's managed in Germany and Spain, where he's not used to playing so many times in the in the festive period at all, really. And I feel, although it's been heavy and it's taken its toll on the on the players, the injuries to to Gabriel Jesus and Kevin De Bruyne, the Gabriel Jesus one's just a freak sort of accident. Mm. It's not to do with playing lots of games consecutive consecutively and the Kevin De Bruyne one was just a cynical foul on him that's just taken him wiped him out and that's maybe more to do with the referee's protection of the City players which I know is often a hot topic but the fixture schedule has also helped City I think I think 
after that draw to Palace, what they wanted was a game immediately after to get back to winning ways to prove that they weren't suffering a blip as such and maybe to get back on track and to prove they are the real deal. So although Guardiola's frustrated about the amount of games he has to play, it's actually probably helped City in a way. Mm. And it's not as if City are the only team who are playing... <laughs> No, and it's all affected others it's worse. It's affected all the other teams, and I think United have come apart. In a way, it's probably strengthened City's title mm. credentials because the teams below them haven't been able to keep up the same momentum mm. that City have. But like I said, the quadruple, I'm I wouldn't be getting carried away as City fans. I mean, Carabao Cup against Bristol, you probably would say City. Well, they're definitely favourites to get to the final, but then it's a one-off game. Mm. Would City rest their players? Would they? You get the sense Guardiola would play some of the fringe players again who have already got them that far in the tournament anything can happen when you've not been playing that long and someone like Claudio Bravo has been fantastic in the tournament but you've put him in will be in his first game in two or three months maybe but I feel FA Cup Burnley against it'll be interesting to see what two sides are put out Burnley have had a bit of a blip themselves in the Premier League they might want to rest players City you presume would want to rest players as well the Premier League yes you would say it's so enough for City it would be an absolute disaster if they didn't win that and Champions League it could be the luck of the draw really because at the moment City have been quite fortuitous they got through a difficult group well, they're through to the quarterfinals aren't they because they've got Basel so no, yeah. no disrespect to Basel but they're, they're through to the quarterfinals yeah I mean I, again I wouldn't get carried around that I mean you've seen what Basel have done they've only ever lost I think three times to English sides in the competition they've beaten the likes of Liverpool Spurs and of course United this season so City won't want to get too cocky yet but you'd say they've got a good chance in, in Europe it's their best chance ever of winning the Champions League but key injuries like Stu said David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne would be vital to any tournament that they win this season so I wouldn't get too excited just yet but the best chances of any team to win the quadruple I say are cities it's, it's interesting for me this weekend against Burnley because it's the FA Cup and you can maybe look at it and think they don't really need that they, they don't need the, the hassle of the FA Cup we know what happened with Pellegrini a few years ago and the, kind of, the season kind of started to unravel when he, he chucked it in basically against Chelsea didn't he um, but Guardiola, I know a lot of managers say, oh, every game's important, I want to win every game. I think he, more so than any manager I've ever seen, is really genuine to that. Mm. He, re- he rarely puts out, even a weakened team, mm. it's not that weak, is it? You know, we, I think we've all said there have been occasions where you thought, oh, he could have played the kids here. And he's yeah. not, has he? Because he, yeah. he really does want to win every game, everything. And he's not just saying that, is he? Mm. So do you think, I, mean, I think we'd probably expect some changes won't be against Burnley yeah. but it's going to be a strong side won't it I think you'll put a fairly strong team out mm-hmm. because and then bring make more changes for the midweek game against Bristol City because mm. that's a two legged game you know yeah. that's, that's it'll show Bristol City plenty of respect I mean they've earned it by that result against United but it's a two legged affair I mean over two legs you would have taken United to, to have beaten them yeah um, so even if they don't get a great result at home but they would still back themselves to go to Bristol City and win the second leg uh, and of course, you'll have one eye on the Liverpool game the following weekend, which uh, which is a really big game. He'll want to go to Anfield and put on a show. So it would make sense to play his strongest team against Burnley in the FA Cup. Then maybe bring in Gundogan, Bernardo, um, perhaps even Zinchenko, Mangala, players like that. Certainly Bravo for the Bristol City. Just the uh, two hundred million pounds worth of players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Um, play them against Bristol City uh, and then go to Anfield refreshed with Silver and De Bruyne protected and, uh, but as you say the number of times we've turned up at a game 
predicting that you know we'll see Zinchenko and Foden and Diaz and these mm. players, and they they've been on the bench at best and he's he's playing his strongest team. It makes you wonder whether Guardiola himself is starting to think we could just win all four and that mm. would be history made, English history, not just his own or City's history. You know, it'd be English football history. You do wonder whether he uh, he's starting to believe it a little bit. I, I don't think there's a chance personally. I, I mean, but then again, these things are there to happen. You know, nobody thought that anyone would, could go through a season unbeaten and that mm. before Arsenal did it. Um, the treble was was sort of the holy grail, and United went and did it. So you know, making the impossible possible is something that I'm sure Guardiola um, would have in mind, given his history. And when you think about um, winning the clean sweep, it, it, you. You tend to think of like the treble with United. That's like the, the, the near impossible thing to do, isn't it? The, with the Carabao Cup, you know, it's, it's in touch and distance, isn't it? It's a, mm. That's almost uh, look, they've got Arsenal, or Chelsea in the final, so you know, it's, it's far from a given. But when you're that close, maybe you can understand why you'd start you'd start thinking. Well, you yeah. never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, with, again, you'd expect City to beat Bristol City. I wouldn't say it's a given, but you'd expect mm. it certainly over two legs. Um, and then it, Arsenal or Chelsea in the final. Uh, I mean, the last time they played Arsenal at Wembley, they lost. Uh, so, you know, that's. Uh, you can't take anything for granted there. But yeah, they'd be 90 minutes away from the first trophy. And then and then the other three. There's an, an element of luck, you know. If they get a decent draw in the FA Cup and end up getting to the semi pretty much unscathed, well, fair enough. You know, then you can start thinking about it. But I just think. There's so much football to be played between now and then. If they are in all four, how many times have we seen it in years gone by where teams have, have been competing on all four fronts and uh, they start to believe in it a little bit and uh, end up collapsing a little bit because they, uh, they play so much football that the, the legs start to go. And the, more, more than that, the minds start to go. I think it's a mm-hmm. mental tiredness rather than a physical tiredness that, that affects you. So... Uh, if he can, if it can do it, it'd be it'd be absolutely phenomenal, you know. And it'll pretty obviously it'll wipe out all the uh, all, well, it's already wiped out all the talk about Guardiola being fraudiola, which we were getting over in the <laughs> summer. Um, but you know, it'd be a, it'd be an astonishing astonishing achievement. Uh, I don't think it's possible, but you know, you can never say. Yeah, never I, t- in football. I tend to agree. There's, there always reaches that point, doesn't there, where you've got. Uh, a quarter final in the FA Cup, and you've got a, an important way away yeah. knockout game in Champions League a couple of days later, where you've just got to make tough decisions and something gives. And if I remember right, I mean, last we had it with Pellegrini a couple of seasons ago, and I think he he worked out that you could not physically fit all those fixtures into a season anyway. Yeah. If if you're still there, you know, if if City reach the FA Cup semi finals final. Um, I think he works out that you, you cannot fit this, and they, they won't extend the season. That's mm-hmm. always been a you know the season yeah. ends on this date, um, so you'd end up playing like Monday night, Thursday night, mm-hmm. Saturday, you know, and that's just madness. It's January, so we're going to have to talk about what I'm sure everybody wants to talk about. January transfers. We know Guardiola wants to strengthen this month. Um, do you still see defence as the priority, or? You, with the Gabriel Jesus injury, do you see the the maybe maybe he needs to strengthen the attack as well? Defense, he needs yeah. a central defender, no doubt about that. Um, he, you know that's that's always been the case. 
Uh, initially, it would have been a left back as well, but Fabian Dowd's done that mm. well that they've, they've stopped looking. You know, we know that they were. The idea was left back, centre back during the January yeah. transfer window, but Delph for the foreseeable future is, you know, for me, he should be England's left back going into the World Cup. Mm. I think he's, he's been that good. Um, but yeah, centre back Sanchez. I don't think they need him. Really? No, I mean Jesus is probably out six weeks from from what we're hearing. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got Aguero still there. You know, this is a manager who will quite happily play without a striker. Yeah. You know, De Bruyne can play in there. Silva, Raheem Sterling. You know, is a top scorer. He, he can play more centrally if need be. Um, so I, I don't think you kind of think. I get the feeling they might want to punish Arsenal a little bit yeah, as well. Yeah, I get that. Because yeah. Arsenal was sticky over Sanchez in the summer, and it's a case of right, okay, well we're going to take him off you in the summer for uh, for nothing. Uh, and that all all the all the, the jungle drums I'm hearing are that um, Sanchez wants to come to City. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to be tempted away by anybody else. So that was the main concern, wasn't it? That maybe someone else would come and get him, like Danny Alves, that, that's that situation. Yeah. But they are absolutely convinced mm-hmm. he wants to join them, aren't they? They are convinced. Uh, and also, I, th- I think the, the message coming out of City is that uh, if he does change his mind and he does say, all right, well, actually, I'm going to go to Bayern or PSG or somewhere, well, perhaps we don't want him anyway mm-hmm. because we want players who want to come and play mm-hmm. in this team. I think that's the, the big attraction for Sanchez. He can see the way City are going. That you know they are going to be challenging for Champions League for, for the foreseeable future. Um, so why pay even twenty million for him in the transfer window when you can get him for nothing in the summer? You're already top of the league by fifteen points. You're already doing well in the Champions League. Um, you know it, it would it makes strong financial sense. It makes strong football sense as well to to just just hold and wait. The concern would be that. Jesus is injured at the, at the yeah. moment. It's at best four to six weeks. It could be two months. That would get him back in time for the knockout stages of the Champions League, but that's assuming there are no setbacks yeah, for a player. I know different injuries, but we saw what happened last season. He had another injury. Yeah. Um, and also, he's actually not been uh, on goal-scoring form this season. That's been masked by just how well City have been playing, but he actually hasn't been scoring goals like he was last season. No, it's not been the same sort of intensity for him this season. But I feel what Guardia can do, we speak for about fixtures, he's got an FA Cup tie and a Carabao Cup tie coming up. He's got two chances there maybe to try something new going forward to see if he has got enough firepower. Mm-hmm. Like we said, um, maybe using a false nine with Raheem Sterling. I mean, we talk about goals being scored. He is the top goal scorer anyway, and he's mm-hmm. not a striker. So maybe there'll be a change of position for Raheem. I think. Do you mess with Raheem though? He's doing so well where he is. I think that's you playing, him, don't you? I, I think long term but you've got two chances now to maybe try him out you might want to rest him but you can give him maybe a half playing up front just to see how he gets on and what there may be sort of risk free options just two matches maybe against Bristol you could always play with him through the middle and see how he copes there but like, like Stu said I think centre back is the, the issue for, mm-hmm. for City at the moment left back as you said Dale, Dale's been amazing and even when they come in Danilo and Zinchenko have both looked quite stupid to play there especially <laughs> If you go and play Delft in the Premier League and maybe mm-hmm. look to play Danilo or Zinchenko in, in the cup games, then City certainly have three left-back options and Mendy to come back within two or three months. So I think centre-back is the, is the priority. And yeah, up, up front has got, it's a difficult one. It's, well, it just depends how mean Guardiola wants to be to Arsenal, really. Mm. Like you said, I think 
I don't think he wants to be mean. No. I think City, yeah, would, I like think City would like to punish them. Yeah, and I, feel, I think he'd just like more strikers, yeah. more players. I think Sanchez is just the obvious option because he can play in the Champions mm. League as well. You don't want to bring someone in who can only play in the Premier League matches. You need someone if City are to go far in Europe. But like Stu said, I'm not sure City are too urgent to bring him in. I think they'll take their time. Obviously, the links we made, I think City will bring in the centre-half as soon as possible and anything gets that just for a price that they think is fair that's just a bonus on top of that really Wouldn't be a why in the day if Sergio Aguero and his future wasn't brought up uh, he stopped after the Watford game which is a rarity for him isn't it um, mm-hmm. to say that his relationship was fine with Guardiola and that he wanted to stay at City but it was down to them on the face of it that looks like yet again I'm committing my future to the club what's your, your take on that? It's a bit of a game that seems to get mm. played, and we had exactly the same, roughly the same kind of stage of last season as well, uh, where there were uh, little rumours supposedly emanating from Aguero's camp that um, he may not stay at City, he may go want to go to Independiente earlier than than he thought, um, and then unusually last season Aguero, who normally just walked through the mix zone. Uh, the mix zone being the area where uh, the players have to go past the assembled media um, and, and may or may not stop for a chat um, but last season he always just walks through usually with a big smile and a wave for everybody you know, friendly enough but um, he very very rarely stops in the mix zone uh, but last season for two or three games on the trot he actually stopped and talked about his future and he was making the point that he wanted to stop stay at City um, but it was down to the club and of course at that point Gabriel Jesus had come on the scene he was no longer num- number one striker uh, and there was an all-, all kinds of speculation about his future um, as it turned out you know, he, Guardiola did improve him as he said he would do uh, Aguero ended the season very strongly he was very happy um, we then you know, the, the, we had the, we've had the shenanigans about whether he did actually extend his contract or not but we we're told that he actually did and it's like 2020 now um, but it looks like that whole process may be starting again um, what made it even more unusual was, was that we found out that the City players have found um, a secret ent- a secret passageway <laughs> that leads from the dressing room bypassing the mix zone and that some of them are, are using that so they don't even have to say no to <laughs> to, uh, to the likes of myself who are standing in the mix zone Um so he opted not to. He take opted the, not yeah. to take the yeah. secret passageway. He actually, <laughs> so he act, actively went into the mix zone and then stood for five or ten minutes, uh, talking to an Argentine radio station. Again, very positive stuff, saying he really wants to stay at City, um, but it will be down to the club, which then puts the ball in in City's court. Now, and then it, and then Guardiola says a couple of weeks ago, it's up to Aguero if he wants to go, doesn't it? It's, it's, this yeah, is like a, yeah, it's, it's uh, exactly the same thing. But then, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to, to talk to an extremely good source at City over over the Christmas period. And uh, basically, the, the way the club look at it is that Aguero will stay as long... You know, he will stay as long as he wants to stay. Simple as that. He's a club legend. They don't want to get rid of him for football reasons. They don't want to get rid of him for all kinds of other reasons because he's... He's the standard bearer. He's the, he's the name on all the all the posters when they go on tour. He's the face you see staring down at you because uh, he's because he's a world class player. He's, he's a, a world renowned player. 
uh, and he's sort of inextricably linked with City. So City do not want him to go. Um, simple as that. Um, obviously, the, the, a decision would come once his football powers start to wane. But you know, he's not had he's not had a fantastic season. He's, he's had a very very good season. Um, you know, he's been outshone in the goal stakes by Sterling, which has never, never hasn't happened to him since Tevez was was at the club. Um, Sterling but, plays more often than him, though. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, you know, you, you look back. I, I remember at Watford at the start of the season when City went there, won six nil. It was possibly the best I've ever seen Aguero. He scored a hat trick. He, he made an assist. Uh, he was absolutely dynamite, and I'm not just talking about in front of goal, which we're used mm-hmm. to. In terms of dropping deep and taking the ball and using it well, laying it off, he was just he was just sharp. He was just a complete number ten, uh, but one who, who scores who, who scored a hat trick as well. Um, so, you know, why would you want to get rid of a player like that? He's still got it. You know, it's not no, a case no, no. that his powers are, are waning. So you kind of think he wants to stay. The club wants him to stay. So where's the problem? You know as well as I do that whenever you mention anything about Aguero's future, we get bucket loads of abuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fans are convinced we're just trying to get him out of the club, cause a rift. There's no being in doubt that the club won't keep him. Has it? I don't think any of us, any reporters, have ever been given any indication from Manchester City they want him out. Mm-hmm. And yet these things persist, don't they? Because we hear other things from other areas. And again, there's never been any suggestion that there's a, an issue with Manchester City wanting to get him out. The issue here is whether he's Pep Guardiola's man, isn't it? Mm. And like the, for instance, the other week, um, before Christmas, Guardiola brings up that how Aguero's form has dipped since the accident uh, in, in Holland. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I asked him about Gabriel Jesus and, and his form, because he's been very open about not being happy with Aguero's form. And he described Gabriel Jesus to me as perfect, despite me pointing out the fact he hadn't scored in something like eight games. It's little things like that that just add to this belief that he's not quite Guardiola's man. No, I, I don't agree with that. I, I think that the reason, the reason is you treat different players, you handle yeah. different players differently. Gabriel Jesus is a young player who's come into English football. He's, he's still making his way. Um, it makes sense for the manager to bully him up and back him and be positive. Uh, and that's the way to get the best out of the lad. Aguero, you know, if you look back over his history, when there's been doubts about him, that's when he's been so good. I mean, you, this was happening last season, wasn't it? Guardiola uh, mm-hmm. was saying, I'm not, he was throwing in little hints that he wasn't quite sure about Aguero and saying he had to work harder, you know, he had to do more off the ball uh, and all these things. And what happened was that Aguero, at the end of the season, took all that on board and was brilliant it's almost like he was saying oh he thinks that does he well, I'm going to show him what a player I am and you know, Guardiola's smart he knew he'd get that reaction from him and perhaps that's, that's it seems to me that, that that's what's happening again if you just if you just sort of needle Aguero a little bit mm-hmm. you get the best out of him that would, that would used work to get, with Jesus Pellegrini used to get the best out of him though, didn't they? I don't think he did really? I don't think he did I think he got a lot out of him but that's because Aguero was a world class goal scorer but you know, Aguero was being asked to do a specific job under Mancini and under mm-hmm. Pellegrini, uh, but Guardiola came along and said, "No, he's got he's got another dimension to his game that we're not seeing." They used to see it when he played uh, uh, in Spain for Atletico. You know, he was a number ten over there who scored a few mm-hmm. goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, City turned him into an out and out goal scorer who didn't really have to do a lot of work. He, you know, he wasn't like Tevez running his mm-hmm. his backside off you know, yeah. for ninety minutes of every game. Guardiola came along and said, "No, you're better than this. 
you you can be better than just being a goal scorer. You, you you can you can become somebody who makes goals and becomes an integral part of the team. And if, <coughs> if you're going to play my team, you're going to have to work hard and you're going to have to do a lot more off the ball. And I think he's done that. I think Aguero has become that player. Um, we haven't seen an awful lot of it lately, but uh, I, I suspect there's a lot more to come from Aguero this season. And do you think that will keep working, <coughs> that approach? The, the tough the, love. The tough love, yeah. yeah. I think Because you know, not all players do like it, do they? And No, it can take its toll. <laughs> the, the, the feeling is that Aguero doesn't particularly, even if, like you said, we had a, we've had a, there's no doubt that, I, I think he's improved under Guardiola, I would agree yeah. with that. I think he's had to sort of prove to himself as well. I think when you talked about him under previous managers, he was the focal point of the entire attack. But you look at him now this season, um, there's quality on both flanks. He's got Gabriel Jesus coming behind him and he's maybe not the, the, as as integral as he once was to the City side, which is a, a positive on City's squad depth. And I feel for Aguero, it's going to be how, how long, he, like you said, how long he wants to stay there. And what challenge he wants I mean he's, he's the record goal scorer this is going to be his best ever chance at winning the Champions League it's going to be a chance to win the FA Cup and the Premier League as well and then after that what does what else would Aguero need to do at City and it's maybe just a sign that he might be looking for a fresh challenge in the future but at the moment he's still going to be the man that City rely upon in the big games I believe and like you said the, the tough love approach is going to be difficult for, for Aguero but I feel like you said, he's he's improved even more under Guardiola because he has changed his sort of style and his approach. And he once was just the clinical striker who maybe lurked on the edge of the box and got all the glory for City because he was the one who had those defining moments in the final third. But this season he's having to track back, he's having to put in more effort and it's obviously improved him as a player. But I guess that is an exciting challenge ahead, especially with Jesus injured for a few weeks now. We'll get to see just how informed Aguero really is. OK. We'll wrap up today with uh, some predictions as it's uh, the start of the year. Feel free to uh, throw these back in our faces. Um, first of all, how many trophies will City win by the end of this season? <sighs> I'll go for two. What are they? The league and the league cup, and a near miss in the Champions League. How many? Actually, that, that's going to be a yeah, that's going to be a later question. <laughs> I was annoyingly going to say exactly the same, but I think I'll, I'll mix it up a bit. I think City will win two trophies this season. Okay, cup double, FA FA Cup in the Premier League. I think Carabao Cup final, narrow miss with a, a weakened squad against Arsenal, who have a point to prove. I want to get another trophy. Champions who's, League. Who's scoring the goal? Seems to be precise. And uh, FA Cup glory. I'm going to go for one trophy. Premier League by a country mile. Maybe by the end of February mm. if that's mathematically possible. Um, how far will they go in the Champions League? Um, depending on the draw, I think they might be in for a final. Really? Mm. Who against? Depending on the draw, you give yeah. us one of them. <laughs> All right, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Yeah. Okay. Are they the only team you could see stopping City? No, no, I think any of the teams could stop City, mm. including Basel. You know, uh, well, no, no, but you know, he's, he's, when you get to the stage of the Champions yeah. League, there's no duffers left. Yeah. They're all there for a reason. Um, so, you know, 
I, I think any of, any of the teams pretty much left in it could stop. Oh, certainly the big teams. Mm. You know, they've, they've, they've all done it before. City haven't particularly. Rich, I think I'm going to be pessimistic. Quarterfinals. Quarterfinal. Yeah. Right. Who's well. stopping them? I mean, as you say, any side could stop City on a day. I think Liverpool. Quarterfinals. I, I, I think Liverpool or Real Madrid could could beat City if they got them in the quarterfinals. I feel it's going to be a difficult one. Like you said, the, the draw isn't going to be too kind anyway when you get to the quarterfinals. Mm. There aren't going to be really any easy teams as such left. So it's going to be an exciting challenge ahead. Let's hope City can go further than they have had before and get to that final. But always going to be pessimistic with City. Could be a derby in the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for at least the semi-final. And obviously anything can happen yeah. from there. But I guess I think this. Yeah, at least the same. But like you say, if they're as brilliant as they've been, if they come up against Real Madrid or Barcelona, it's it's fifty fifty. And the mentality it? in a in a two leg affair is different for City. I feel like yeah. there's one leg where if you were playing a big side away from home, they can just attack you for for ninety minutes if they mm. want to. And then City will have a lot of defending to do. And who knows? Of course, away goals are going to be important as well. But you can imagine City maybe leaking a couple of goals at home, and you can imagine City, like I said, in a in an away leg a team will come at them and maybe cause problems that not many teams have done this season I think their biggest problem in the Champions League is just how easy it is in the Premier League and if they end up mm. if they carry on playing like they're playing now look it's not quite Celtic and, and Rangers in the old days but this is almost I mean watching them over Christmas I take your point of the Crystal Palace game but it's almost like the it's not even competition at the but moment. A quarter of the Premier League in the Champions League. That's true, yeah. <laughs> get, so if they get any of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if finally, it beats the final, playing just English teams after this, then. Um, how many signings do you think will come in this month? And who do you think? I, I think one. Um, and I would say, depending on the way negotiations go, either Inigo Martinez or Johnny Evans. I'd say just Martinez. Just Martinez, what happened? I think two. I think Martinez and I think Sanchez. I wouldn't be surprised with Sanchez, but yeah, he's a welcome bonus on top of the absolutely. Center, so. It would have to be a snip. Very welcome, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think that should uh, that should do us for for our first podcast of the new year. Remember, you can subscribe at Audio Boom and iTunes. Please do leave a rating. Apparently, that helps other people find us. And we'll be back next week. <laughs>